it's you to get this with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalier. Today, have you seen the cast of that new TV series about Tony Mockbell and Carl Williams? One Australian actor has been left off the list and he's not happy. Isn't that right, Ed Cavalier? Oh, <laughs> ropeable. Crystal's Guide to Cultural Sensitivity. And, well, down the same side of the street, <laughs> Pamela Anderson salutes the nation of Lapland. The pub... What? The yeah. Pelican Menace strikes again. It's the first time one of my stories has interested you, Ed. <laughs> Where are those new Sopranos episodes? We'll see if we can prize them out of the network. Brace yourself for the rubber duck invasion, people. How would you like your entire life outsourced? It could happen today. Bank sells home with corpse inside. And Pete Smith, of course, our mentor, our guardian, mm-hmm. is dropping by for a bit of advice and we're going to see if we can help him save Channel 9 because mm. according to that new book, someone's killed it. What's cuter than a German polar bear? It's all coming up today on Get This, where more effort is required, according to one respected broadcaster. As a teenage girl, I'm proud to say you need to do more. Get a life, cyber freaks. Yes, I think you've made that point. Thank you, John Mellencamp. Crumbling down here. Get this around the nation on Triple M with myself, Tony Martin. Bewildered. Pushing those buttons, it's Richard Marsland. Grubby. And, of course, in the sidecar, Ed Cavalier. Hungry. As always. (laughs) Good thing. Very true. Now, uh, today what we're going to do on the show is we're going to save the Channel 9 network because there's some sort of problem over there. I haven't read this book. Uh, Who's Killed Channel 9? Have you seen Mm, that? I've seen that. I think ever since they, uh, I think when they got rid of Humphrey, yeah. It was the beginning of the end. Really? Those guys. Carl yeah. Stefanovic, did he kill Channel 9? Who's well, done it? Well, he is a robot sent back from the future to end mm. entertainment. So oh. Pete Smith will be dropping by in the second hour, and we're going to see if we can sort this thing out. Looking forward to it. But, uh, hey, I reckon they're having a good crack at it with their new Underbelly TV series, yes, which no. is a, a mini-series based on uh, what's going on in Melbourne with uh, your Carl Williams, your Tony Mockbell. Yeah. That lot. Your underworld types. And Ed Cavalier has been staring at the photo all day and Mm. I can't help but think there's a little bit, why aren't I in the photo? Look, look at this face. You can't tell me I can't play a 55-year-old Italian man. (laughs) I'm perfect for it. I can do it the accent as well. (laughs) Come on. Who's I'm, in I'm there? I'm perfect for it. Is okay. it uh, Blue, Heal- Blue Healers Goes Blue Murder? Is that what they've done? Yeah, but what, what I like, it's got a hint of Acropolis now. Oh, okay. uh, George Capignaris is in there. Oh, fantastic. As uh, He's uh, he's playing George Delatros. Yeah, and I don't remember his catchphrase. No, I don't remember his at all. <laughs> now, this is the bit I like. Martin Sachs. Yeah. He's in there from, uh, what would you remember Martin Sachs from? Is Tony? he from Blue Healers? I think he, he was from Blue been. Healers. Oh, I think he might have been in uh, that telly movie, My Husband, My Killer. He was, Which yes. was a great telly movie because it gave away the ending in its title. <laughs> <laughs> Get that out of the way early, I reckon. Was it My Husband, Comma, My Killer? Yeah, okay. Not enough commas in titles. I think either way. <laughs> right. Like Murder, Comma, She Wrote. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best one. <laughs> it trips you up, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Martin Sachs is in there. Now, uh, he's playing Mario Condello. Yeah. But listen to this. I mean, the preparation for this has been whew, years in the making. Martin Sachs has grown a moustache. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm in. I'm de- 13 episodes, I'm in. I'm detecting a lot of bitterness here. I'm detecting a lot of, hey, Squid on YouTube has had 10,000 hits. Why aren't I in now, this? Now, do you reckon, Tone, look at these gentlemen. And uh, these are all fine actors. You've sure. got Guyton Grantley here from uh, from your headland oh. playing Carl Williams. Oh, man. Playing him as Hamish Blake by the looks of things. <laughs> 
<laughs> They've wedged him into a tracksuit, and you're just going, it's got to be a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> it's just got to be all together now with Carl Williams. Now, look at these guys. Yeah. If you see any of these suit salesmen, do not approach them. <laughs> I'd like to think that we'll come to love them just as we will the cast of uh, Sea Patrol. Oh, Sea Patrol. <laughs> hey, the most exciting grey overalls on television. <laughs> When I saw this photo this morning, the first thing I thought was all the real blokes who this is about oh, yeah, yeah. just calling each other up going, have you seen this, mate? <laughs> look at they've got playing you, bloke of Blue Healers. You go, hey, look at that. Have you seen this playing you, mate? You got that puff from Sea Change. <laughs> hey? Happy about that? Oh, I'd like to think that all of these actors will be spending time with the real counterparts on the job. Oh, yeah. Just lock them in a boot, drive them around the block a few <laughs> times, get them used to it. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that's coming, and mm. maybe that'll turn things around for nine. I'd mm. like to think so. A lot of good people involved, mm. but uh, what they need... What they need, Tom? ...is an exclusive first-run movie. Are you kidding? I'm thinking Meat Pie. Ah, oh, Tom. I'm yeah. thinking 8.30, you Sunday put, night. No, you can't put it out. At eight, if you were going to show Meat Pie at 8.30, it Channel would go... Nine. Opening credits, black... Closing credits. They put that naughtiest home video to you. It lasted 20 minutes. Sure. We have goat sex in the first, before the credits. This is a movie, a genuine Australian film, which Ed Cavalier plays the lead role in. It's kind of like uh, Alvin Purple for a new generation. It's far more, it's classier than that. (laughs) Going by the trailer, which I saw on a disc Ed had of it, and when I wanted to show it to Nikki and Matt... And, and Richard and, and Cecilia. Uh, and Cecilia and some bloke you'd met at the servo. And pretty much anyone with broadband. <laughs> yeah. When I tried to do that, suddenly, oh, I've lost the time. I have lost it, Tone. You lost it in your old house, the catch-up. Yeah, I've lost it in the catch-up. Well, you don't believe me. Those women hate you, so obviously <laughs> if they've got it, they'll be only too willing to pass it on for yeah, our amusement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they do that, Tone, then you can see it. Otherwise, yeah. bad luck, son. You haven't seen it yet, have you? No, Rich? I haven't seen a frame of it. I'm very excited about it, though. <laughs> Look at you. Look yeah. at that face. Meat pie. So it does open with the goat uh, sex rutting. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, Is that yeah. the opening? Yeah. It's right. a throwback to Gallipoli. I think that's how... <laughs> if, you, if you go back and watch the DVD, very briefly, that's how Gallipoli opens. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking that this bloke who's yeah. made this film, yeah. you're saying he's having trouble getting it out. Yeah. If we could arrange a screening, like a special get this, <laughs> brilliant moonlight gonna, cinema gonna, style screening, as if I'm going to allow that, you could come out and maybe introduce like some of the more controversial sections. Yeah, 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 yeah. Could, Everyone could wear a trench coat. Could we do the commentary for the DVD? Yeah, there's an idea. Yeah, well, what? what? It's just this use. goat didn't. This goat didn't want to be a part of this. Oh, that's not our goat either. It's just oh, use. we jumped a fence to get to that ostrich. Ed heavily <laughs> sobbing. That's not real urine. <laughs> All right, well... Yeah, thanks. Is that the way to turn things around <laughs> and I wonder, And why was I not in underbelly? Now I'm starting to see. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe uh, the answer lies in Midnight to Dawn. Maybe <laughs> what Channel 9 are running after midnight is the key... Really? ...to their salvation. Right, let's hear some. Let's hear about that next. I'll get this. Oh, yes, that'd be pink. Leave me alone here and get this on Triple M. Uh, we've had a lot of contact about uh, Meat Pie, Ed Cavalier's movie. Look... You mm. lot aren't going to see it for this exact reason. We'll mm. be playing clips of that until I'm 105. Leon from Gippsland, uh, he's, well, obviously writing to us from his submarine, says, uh, yes, I looked it up on the Internet Movie Database. The reviews ain't too crash hot. Now, how can there be reviews if it hasn't come out? Well, because those reviews have been written by uh, 
let's say disgruntled crew members right. that uh, may or may not have been paid for their work. They're pretty disgruntled going by the one-star ratings. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it great when a film hasn't come out and the crew is already posting one-star reviews on the internet? That's a good sign. It's underselling, Tone. It's underselling. We'll, then we'll yeah. hit them hard. And the making of it, I think, is going to be on Channel 9 called Underselly. Oh, oh, hang on. Geez. What else is in the email? Tony Tuesday. What else is in the email? <laughs> Quickly distract. Jeez. Throw a smoke bomb down. Uh, well, okay. Um, oh, Dean. Sorry, Dean from Geelong has also emailed in about meat pie. Doesn't seem too impressed by the reviews, but he says check out the star meter on now. This site, the Internet right. Movie Database, they give people a star meter rating. Yeah, you went down fourteen percent this week. <laughs> no, no. according quite... to this, uh, Ed Cavalli has dropped forty percent. <laughs> Tony Martin down fifteen percent. Richard Marsland up three yep. percent. Interest. In Richard Marsland has been generated. Well, how has that happened? What have you done, Rich? Well, based on that film where you were the class wag in 1992. <laughs> it's massive on the net. No, but how... It's have you got a grassroots that... campaign going? <laughs> I've got some action happening. Although I mentioned... Flyer on... drop. <laughs> have you heard about Richard Marsland? <laughs> For your consideration. <laughs> um, no, but doesn't it work that people, that the shows that you're aligned with or the movies well, that you're Well, you seem to know an awful yeah, lot about it. through it, Rich, it, yeah. The star meter, it's something like how many hits. Dean from Geelong reckons uh, you've been white-anting us. Yep. I reckon he's just about right. <laughs> how can I do this? I don't know. You seem to know all about how that site works. Yeah. No, I know about the star meter, though, because I read something about it, because I did see Ed Cavalier down 40%, and then yeah. it said, learn more about this, so I just went to that. <laughs> and what did you learn? learn? <laughs> then learned that if you hit certain things that people are involved with, right. then that means that the heat in that person rises. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. so what can we do to get that 40% reversed? Get the trailer on YouTube. Oh, that's never... Why doesn't the bloke do it himself? Oh, Tony, Too heavy a goat sex schedule to put the trailer for his (laughs) own movie onto YouTube and create some free buzz? It's an exhausting schedule. Got to find goats. Who else is in the film? Make sure the owner's not around. Uh, (laughs) Beside the goat. Who else is in the movie? It's... Ostentatious. Ostentatious. Listen. Is it Joe Ashton from from Big Brother? Yeah. She's a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, Someone from Pizza is in there. Yeah, yeah Johnny Boxer. Also, uh, Aphrodite from Big Brother. So and Ed Cavalli with his penis in a meat mincer. <laughs> and Listen. if you think I'm joking, wait till you see the trailer, which we're hoping will we be up. We're never going to see the light of day. It's got to be there to close of sun up today. I want to see it up there. <laughs> Okay, we're trying to save the Channel 9 You know what you should do? It's a better competition to get people to make their own trailer based on the things that we've said. (laughs) All right, listeners, this is what you need. Joe Ashton, lawyer, turned actress. uh, Aphrodite, nothing turned sort of nothing. uh, Johnny Boxer from Pizza and Goat Sex. Make a trailer, put it on YouTube, winner gets a prize. Have we crept on too long? Yep. I'm getting the feeling we don't have time for that obscene phone call, Mr. Marsden. We'll get you to make one uh, later in the program, however. Uh, more in a moment. No, let's hear what they're talking about on AM radio. Let's, Sensible radio. Let's do that next. There's some sizzle on Get This. Oh, yes, Tom Petty won't back down. Here at Get This around the nation on Triple M. Guys, do you watch 24? Did you see the last series? They lost me when, like, uh, a man had a nuclear missile in his head. Yeah. And he was trying to bang it on the floor to make it go off. <laughs> I just thought, hang on a second. Really? I don't remember do I, that. Uh, do I miss something here? Do you remember there was this, you know, Powers Booth from uh, oh, yeah. Cy Tolliver from Deadwood? All teeth. In, in U-Turn as well. And yeah. He was basically reprising Cy Tolliver as uh, the evil vice president. Yeah. And then He's a bad guy. The good president went into a coma. Is that Palmer? And, yeah. So then uh, Cy Tolliver took over. Mm. And he had all these nasty schemes he was going to run. And then he was just about... <laughs> 
I was just about to launch some missiles and someone came in and said, oh, the president's regained consciousness. And like the president, you know, the vice president was sort of having a sip of tea and oh. you just saw this look in his eyes of, oh my God. It's all going wrong for me. That's the same look I saw in Ed Cavalier's eyes <laughs> when Cecilia just came in and said, Joe's just called up and said the trailer for Meat Pie is already up on YouTube. Do you know what? Do you know what? <laughs> it was just this look, this deadly serious, halfway through having a drink look of, oh my God, what does this mean? Yeah, This I, changes everything for my career. I tried to stab myself to death with a plastic fork. Uh, didn't go very well. It was it's a, like... With a spork. Sorry, with a spork and a splay that I had. Uh, <laughs> slight bruising, that's all I could manage. No, you know what it is, Rich and Tone? Yeah. Mm. It's that I am terrible in it. I oh. am just... It's all about you. World. What about the... You're supported by Tatius, the no, woman from Big no, Brother. These yeah. guys are all great, but I am just... It is the world's worst performance. So you're saying that maybe they should have got, I don't know... Jack Nicholson to whack his uh, todger in a meat mincer, <laughs> and it would have been more subtle and convincing. Would have been more believable. You just never believe that I've lost it in a meat accident. <laughs> you just never quite believe that. We'll let the listeners be the judge of that. So go to YouTube. I'm assuming. Don't go to YouTube. You just type in meat pie trailer. Is that what you get? Look, I don't know, Tone. How did this... Well, we, we need to we prove had, this is real because no, people we don't. think this is something we've made up. We had a running sheet. Look at it. It's got lots of different things written on it, none of which are... Drag Ed's horrible past up. Yeah, well. Yeah, well. <laughs> Let's see what the, the listeners think. Here Let's we see are. what the list. Okay, we'll try and change the subject. Mr. Marsden, you're sitting on gold, are you? Oh, speaking of films and mm. upcoming films and <laughs> some of the excitement things happening like in films. Mm. Like Mick Pie. Sure. In the world of films. YouTube. Uh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> is uh, in this new film. Have you heard about this, about the Hitler movie? It's. Um, oh. No. Some sort of he's uh, trying to win back the, the popularity that he lost. Don Cruz. Well, he's in all kinds of trouble because it's a film about a guy who apparently was attempted assassination. Oh, it's anti Hitler. Pardon me. But they're all annoyed because Tom Cruise is involved in the film. He's a bit of a German national hero. This guy. Hmm. Um, and you know your career's in trouble when they're making a film about Hitler, and and you look like the bad guy. People are complaining <laughs> about you. It's a film about pure evil and Adolf Hitler as well. Poor old Tom Cruise, he just can't buy a trick. He don't mind more Hitler movies, but don't let that Scientology bloke get involved. <laughs> That'd be mental. He'll have Hitler in his undies, sliding through a house, <laughs> miming to who wears short shorts, sunglasses on. Doesn't make any sense. All right, Hitler I'll... did not drive NASCARs, Tom. Well, well, we'll see. He does we'll now. We'll see about that. All right, uh, here's what we're going to do. People have been calling in saying the way to save Channel 9 is to finally play that final series of The Sopranos. I hear you, Tone. What happened last time? Remember they moved it? It was on... Sexy new yeah. time. It was constantly... It was a, You couldn't get a bead on the show. No. Mm. Okay, well, what happened last time was, uh, when they wouldn't leave... Uh, See, the... it was nestled lovingly between the ads to text hot ladies for fun, Rich, mm. uh, and the religious programming at 3am. Yeah. Beautiful lead-in, and beautiful lead-in for the religious programming afterwards. Nothing, you know what I mean? Nothing, Perfect. Yeah. Benny Hinn. Yeah, absolutely. On either side. Nudging Benny Hinn. Well, uh, we've had a lot of requests to play this again. This is what happened last year when uh, Channel 9 kept buggerising around with the Sopranos. We uh, let loose Tony himself on them. Hello, 9 Network. Hello, is that, uh, is that Channel 9? Uh, yes. Uh, just yeah, look, my name's uh, Tony Sopranos. Christ, what is this? At 7.30, it's McLeod's Daughters. Oh, can I help you, sir? Yeah, Hello. 
I'm calling about the show you got running there called The Sopranos. Yes, The Sopranos. Yeah, well, well, what the f*** are you doing to that show? Sorry? Huh? Uh, one day it's on f***ing uh, Wednesday night, then it's on Monday night, yes. it's on midnight. I can't find this f***ing show. Well, we have moved the time slot. Uh, yeah, what's time. that about? Well, I'm afraid uh, nobody's right, watching okay. the show. Nobody no. watching. Right, okay, listen to me. When you think nobody's watching... That's when they're f***ing watching, okay? Excuse me? How f***ing stupid do you think I am? Uh, huh? I don't appreciate being spoken to in this manner. If you okay, you listen to me, right? Here's what you f***ing do. You get whatever f***ing bullshit you got going there in uh, prime time. I don't know, some, f you know, goddamn uh, Jules Lund or Carl f***ing Stefanovic, whatever I'm... shit you got going. You shift that out of there, right? You move it out. Look, I'm you put not... the Sopranos back on like 8.30 at night. If okay? you have a, a... Move your little skating bullshit, whatever you got going. Get it out of there, okay? If you have a, a programming uh, problem, you might okay, want to call the programming. Okay, listen I'm not negotiating with you people, okay? What the f*** you got going on down there? Look, if What I... is this shit? Every f***ing night you got CSI. How many f***ing versions that show you got there? That show is very popular with our viewers and uh, advertisers uh, oh, very favorably oh, really? disposed to What, you we... got people paying for that shit? Yeah. You want an air brakes in there? Yeah, of course we are. Where's my skim? I'm sorry? Huh? What? I want my envelopes. I'm going to send Paulie down there. Who? You get some f***ing envelopes, some of that cash you got from that crazy John Vodafone, whatever that shit is. You get it down to me here, right now at the bottom Bing, okay? I, I'm sorry, this conversation Okay, is... here's what you do. You put Pete Smith on. Who? I want to talk to that guy. I know he's run things down there. I'm sorry, I don't know who you're Mr. f***ing Copperot, that's who I'm talking about. You put him on here. I, I know that guy's... Say, I don't appreciate this. I can't... Okay, see if you can get your f***ing head around this, okay? People f***ing disappear, okay? What? You got your little, uh, who's that guy? The TV hopeful, Jake Wall. Yes. Right? How do you think Australia's gonna feel one day they wake up, there's no f***ing Jake Wall? Huh? Well, I don't See if know. you can live with that. Or who's that, uh, that pretty boy you got down there? Uh, Ed Phillips, right? From the f***ing Temptation, whatever that shit is. Yes. One day you come in, Ed Phillips is gone. Can you imagine yourself uh, uh, trying to uh, get by with no Ed Phillips, mm -hmm. with no Jake Wall, right, with no Carl Stefanovic? Right, see if you can work that shit out. Sir, if you have a problem okay. with... I'm going to make this real simple for you, okay? You either put Sopranos on, or I'm going to come down there, I'm going to get into your little library stash, and I'm going to get out every fucking episode of Don't Forget Your Fucking Toothbrush. And I'm gonna play it back to fucking back every goddamn night. Look, this is. Think about that. This is a very offensive yeah. phone call. So you see how fucking serious I am about this shit. Look, I don't. You stop moving my fucking show around like it's, uh, you know, hiding. It's on the fucking mattresses. You can't find the fucking thing, okay? Keep it still. And one more thing. You got those people at that fucking funny video show? Mm -hmm. You tell them to find the clip by Ed Cavalier with a guy right. in a mouse costume being punched in the face, right. okay? Right. I want to see that and I want the prize. Hello? F***ing Cavalier. Shouldn't have mentioned f***ing Cavalier. <laughs> okay. Mm. That reminds me. That was another attempt to help out the Nine Network. Sending in that uh, mouse video to Funniest Home Videos. I never played it. It's the greatest piece of... You know how there's those uh, missing sort of three and a half minutes or however long it is in the Kennedy assassination footage? <laughs> Right. No, I didn't, but okay. My mouse costume surprise hit is probably better than that. <laughs> okay. And Pete Smith mentioned in there, mm. coming in later, and we'll... Uh, Look at us, tying things in. Yeah. Hey? 
Uh, what will the focus group say, Tone? They'll go through the roof. Cecilia has just shown me that on uh, YouTube, meat pie mm-hmm. is one word. And yes. I'm assuming the director has put it up there because trailer is spelled T-R-A-I-L-O-R. <laughs> so look for meat pie, trailer. <laughs> it's, it's a pun. And you'll find it. It's a trailer full of sailors. 241 hits so far. And Great I think, news. I think that's all in the last 10 minutes. And I think that's more people that saw Caterpillar Wish. So looking good. <laughs> looking good. Okay. Looking good. <laughs> all right, more coming up. I'll Apologies get this. for my performance. Get this. We cannot sit back. Uh, and let this awful situation continue. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Get this. Around the nation on Triple M, where our listeners are starting to realise we're not choking about a movie called Meat Pie. Meat Pie Trailer. <laughs> Four minutes 40. That's very long for a trailer, Ed Cavalier. I told you, Tone, that there was. Uh, we've done three shoots for the film. We did the initial one, but we didn't get everything we needed. Goats yeah. were uncooperative. Mm. So we came back, <laughs> new goats, more into it, hey? Uh, did that one. That didn't work. Then we came back because there was some tranny work that hadn't been done yet, so yeah. they did that. So the trailer that we're seeing is probably either a mashup, mashup of all of those things or the original trailer minus the trannies and the goat sex. Still well, plenty in there, kids. Well, Still plenty in there. <laughs> and I should say, just on the other side of the coin, your other film, your short film, uh, yeah, Squid. Squid, made by some uh, talented gentlemen yeah, from up north. Mr Pearson, yeah. Up for some sort of award, is it? Yes, we are. We're up for the uh, Queensland something or other filmmaking something. Oh, and, yeah, that uh, one. It's very prestigious. <laughs> and I think previous winners have included uh, Toady from Neighbours and uh, I'm making this up. I've no idea. <laughs> well, good That's luck great. to That's you. Great. And those blokes that rip off uh, good ideas for television commercials. Oh, that lot. Don't we love them? The angriest I've ever heard someone on this show was Simon Pegg. From Hot Fuzz, when we mentioned how many of his ideas have been so stolen many. for TV ads. Mm, mm, Man, did he go off. Mm. Hey, we've got to have some music. It's time for music. What are we going to do today? Something different, Ed. Well, you'll notice, Tone, that I'm dressed as Old Father Time. Uh, yes. And I thought we might do a high school musical. Oh, I love a high school musical. Okay, so if you get a drum, uh, yeah. uh, Richard, or a drum for you. Okay. And uh, Tone, you got some strings or a keyboard. I you can just do some interpretive dance up the back. Are you going to sing for us, Ed? I am. Uh, okay, everyone. Year nine, two, three, four. All right. Everybody. You ready, Ed? <laughs> Gonna make it bend and break. Say a prayer, but let the good times roll. In case God doesn't show. That's Fallout Boy. Thanks for the memories here at Get This on Triple M. Pretty much everywhere. And we've been talking about uh, Ed's upcoming film, Meat Pie, for the whole hour. I think he wishes we would stop. So no, I'm in tone. No, I'm thinking let's give this director. He's been slaving away on it. For this is his 11th film. Really? Mm. Uh, how many have been released? Well, tone, not any, but um, <laughs> I think Lucas made, George Lucas made 30 or 40 films before anything got released. Yeah, that's true. Okay. You know, I mean, Star Wars he just made for his friends. Yeah, all right. Well, at. maybe... A lot of goat sex in that in the first cut. Maybe Mead Pie needs some Star Wars style marketing because uh, you know what I reckon is good for marketing? Uh, ideas of other people's? Fridge magnets. People sneered at the fridge magnets. Uh, the fridge magnets and the hotline have provided innumerable leads. I didn't know that uh, John Howard <laughs> was behind the marketing of uh, Meat Pie. I didn't know he had a <laughs> fridge magnet coming. This will turn you around, Ed. Uh, someone's congratulating you. Listen to this. Chris Menz says he was out Chris on... Men. Chris Men. This is a name that we're meant to believe. Men's. Men's. Even, even more. Come on, guys. <laughs> M-E-N-Z. People, fake names. Just use your real names. Isn't your name Cavalier? <laughs> I've never met anyone with that name before. It's made up. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Listen to this. Says Chris Menz, I was out on Saturday night for my uh, boss's Bucks night. For some reason, Bucks we went to score. Hunchback's Theatre Restaurant. <laughs> yes. After a few drinks, it was amusing enough, but... Uh, <laughs> amusing enough? Put that on the poster. <laughs> amusing <laughs> enough. <laughs> Drunken man on Bucks night. <laughs> but at one point on stage, a genie was offering to make any wish come true. <laughs> the protagonist, after giving it some thought, wished for the return of It's a Knockout. Brilliant. <laughs> at this point, I couldn't help but start applauding and cheering. So after the show, I explained to my colleagues that had, I had to do it for Ed Cavalier. Thank you very much. Wow. So this weekend, I was at a theatre restaurant cheering for It's a Knockout. <laughs> There's a top night. It's wonderful what booze will do. <laughs> Yes, that's right. We're not only campaigning. He's drunk in Midori. <laughs> He's fallen over. <laughs> Igor, what are you doing? <laughs> we want it to knock out back. Yeah, Nobody listens not to Not the Friday night Big Brother version. This is not what we're after. I tell you who else uh, emails us a lot. Marillion fans. <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to give us a talk back mountain theme they're saying? Maddie D has done it. <laughs> That's for all the Marillionaires out there. Now, haunting. here's what we like to do. Occasionally, we like to go AM. We like to go triple AM. We do, Tony. Here, get this, so that everyone can have a whinge. What are you concerned about, Edward Cavalier? Thank you very much at uh, 41 past the hour. Now, uh, Sean Lazarus has emailed in and he said that he's uh, alerted me to a story here of yeah. Pelican Swallows Pigeon in Park. Now, this is something the Brisbane Cage were flagging and it's taken off around the nation. What can you fit in a pelican's bill? Absolutely right. Now, this uh, this rogue pelican has had a go at a pigeon in a park right. and has kept him in, the, uh, in his beak. Or his whatever you call that little sack that under his beak. It's the bill. Uh, all right, his bill uh, for 20 minutes before swallowing it whole. Wow. And a spokesman said, it's almost unheard of for a pelican to eat a bird. Their diet should be strictly fish. What this says is they're branching out. <laughs> well, going by our listeners, it's yeah. small children and dogs. <laughs> So if they can't, if they can't find those local poultry, <laughs> other local, and they're sending a message to the other birds. Just right. twenty minutes of you like this, yeah. hey? You like this? <laughs> you like this ibises? You like this seagulls? Want some of the same, do you? Step on up, try your luck. You want to spend some time in solitary here? <laughs> exactly. So, but listen, Tone. I was listening to some AM radio yesterday. Oh yes. And I rec- and I heard this very rant about a similar topic. Yeah. It was called the real menace. Yes, uh, you're on 6.01am and it's 11.30 in the a.m. Now, there have been pages and pages in the press written about Princess Mary naming her daughter Isabella. Now, I'm not having a go at families. Oh, my word, no. But what is the big deal about Mary? A rich girl from Tassie goes to a nightclub and hooks up with a backpacker. Happens every week. I myself trawl the bars and alleyways looking for loose foreign tale of a weekend and not a word is written about it. Why does the media blatantly ignore the real menace? Yes, that's right. I'm talking about pelicans. Oh, sure. <laughs> Mr. Percival may look cuddly, but every day more and more kitties are being taken by these spotted bill maniacs, and yet we hear nothing. I myself have been inside a number of these creatures and will be silent <laughs> no more. I'm calling on you, Mr. Newspaper Man. Enough with the stories of local girls getting knocked up in faraway palaces <laughs> and more on the horrible shock of waking up in a dark, moist room and realising, oh, no, they've swallowed me whole again. I'm Daryl Felch. 
Carl Felch, you say? Yeah, I, I heard it, Tone, and I thought... <laughs> word for word. Word for word. Okay, so how does this work? It's just a chance to have a bit of a... Something trivial. Something trivial. Inflated to the status of a national issue. <laughs> And obviously, if you're hosting an AM radio show, mm. the idea is to just get all the axes you want to grind mm. about things that have happened during a day that have pissed you off mm-hmm. and bring them out on air. And make it sound like everyone has the same problem. I might have a crack at that now. Here's what happened to me yesterday. Are we living in naughty land? I'm calling it a nanny state. This is what happened to me yesterday. Left my uh, Medicare card mm. at a branch of Medicare. Mm. Quite a way away. So I mm. thought I'll call them up mm. and just ask them if it's there because I wasn't mm. sure. Maybe I left it somewhere else. Try calling a Medicare branch. Mm. You can't get them. Have you tried yeah, this? I tried week? it last week, as a matter of fact. What happened? It just what, takes forever. What did they tell you? Endless menus, uh, on hold for ages, no one called me back. No, so eventually you have to call their help number. Mm. And I'm going, okay, can you give me the uh, number of such and such a branch? And they're going, oh, no, no, we can't give you that number. And I'm going, but I may have left my card there. And they're going, well, no, you can't call them. You're not allowed to call them. No one can call them at the actual branch. I'm going, but, there'd be anarchy. But what about, you know, it, what say uh, someone who works there's, uh, you know, husband has just been uh, held hostage by terrorists. <laughs> How would you contact them? Oh, I could call them then because that's a personal call. The phones are only for personal calls. <laughs> really? <laughs> so I'm going, so if I was to fashion my inquiry into a personal call, <laughs> that would be fine. And she's going, no, I'll make the call for you. And I'm going, why is this? And she's going, it's because they're distracted from the job and, uh, you know, productivity is down. Mm. If nonsensical calls such as this are put through, and I'm going, but hang on a second, you're going to call. So, in fact, now two Medicare employees are involved in this inquiry, whereas if I was just to call my own, only one would be involved. Yeah. So, I don't know. Do you know what the problem is, There was a lot more swearing, and obviously I was hung up on it. I was going to say, this is not normally how your telephone calls (laughs) go, Tony. (laughs) Yes, there's a lot more swearing and shouting and banging. Look, the problem, Tone, with Medicare is there's just it's a logjam of people sitting there in the turban doing gotcha calls. No one can get through. No one can get through. <laughs> so, okay, so I have to drive all the way there, yes, back there, mm-hmm. and ask them. And, and did you? So, well, no. In the end... Um, Firebomb the place. There was a bit of trouble and I hung up in a huff. <laughs> in an AM huff. <laughs> But the thing is, if I drive there and talk to the person about whether my car... Aren't I using the same block of time Mm. that would be used if that same person had to pick up the phone and speak to me? Yes, Tony. You know when you're in a really bad mood and you're really angry at them and they say that they're going to monitor the call for coaching purposes? That's good, isn't it? Now and again I get so angry, I go, yeah, no, record this one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Put this one in the classroom. I just love it because we had to call uh, a lot of uh, sex phone lines uh, last year as John. We had to, all right? We had to. It was work-related. Yeah. As John Howard, which made it even more embarrassing. And a lot of the sex phone lines have, this call is being monitored. <laughs> For quality control purposes. And can you just hear in the background, oh, yeah, oh, this is good training. But okay. This is great training. What is the meeting like Train there? Train on. Do they get all the women into a room? Right, come on. Okay. Productivity's down. Let's go through some of these calls. You're, you're, that one could have been wrapped up 10 seconds quicker. Now, you're, you, when he asked you what you were wearing, you said a hessian sack. Now, come on, You're just people. padding. Come on. Get to the crux of the matter sooner. <laughs> like this program. All How right. I am is this. What are you mad about, listeners? Are you a nutbag? Give us a call. There's no prize. <laughs> Fill in some time for us. One triple three five three. Oh, bad language on the radio, not on my watch. 
here at Triple AM. That's right, we've gone AM and get this around the nation on Triple M. Who's got a windshed cavalier? Hello, Nev. G'day, guys. I just absolutely love your show. Oh, cheers. Thanks, Nev. What do you want to have a whinge about? I want to whinge about people that stare down over those little half-pie glasses. Oh, oh don't yeah. we? Hey, give them some round of booze. I want oh, booze for everything here today. Uh, who's been giving that you? Thank you, Nev. <laughs> Providing his own booze. Good man. <laughs> Someone been uh, giving you that stuff? Over the top of the glasses? At your absolutely. work? Absolutely. Right. Who do we do? I- Does somebody do it around here, Richard, would you say? No, I was just saying uh, Richard Carlton was very famous um, when oh. he used to do his uh, 60 Minutes interviews mm. with taking the glasses on and off. He was doing Caruso before Caruso. Wow. Even. Who have you seen doing this? Nev's gone. Nev's yeah, had yeah, enough. No, sorry, they got, conf- they, they got to him. My confusing uh, delivery there. I think mm. it was possibly to problems. Yes, here we go. More of them. Triple AM, who's next? Hello, Cameron. G'day, guys. How are you? Excellent. What do you want to have a whinge about? Anna Corrin. Oh. oh. What's she done now? Last night she attacked the Chaser boys again just because they innocently called some guy a pedophile. Oh, look. Oh, right. You know. Okay, so do you think uh, her attacks on the Chaser could be described as fake? <laughs> fake, yeah. Totally uncalled for. And I was hoping we could have a uh, Corin to duck and cook and feed it to the pig's Deadwood style. Wow. Okay, we're going to feed Anna Corrin. Beautifully obscure, Cameron. Lovely yeah. work. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'd like to think maybe we could uh, do a remake of Anaconda with uh, Anna Corrin being slowly eaten by a large snake. Or attacking ice cube. I hate Anna Corrin. There you go. Okay. (laughs) Sorted. (laughs) Who wants to feed a celebrity to pigs? Hello there. Hello, Pat. How are you? Hi. um, You know the guys at the back of the age in the age diary? Oh, the the Melbourne paper, yes. Uh, They're having another go at Daniel Kitson. Oh, Daniel Kitson, the uh, comedian who was out here and uh, I think may have um, had some kind of run-in with them about a secret gig. He was doing secret gigs and they told everyone about it. Well, they call it secret in quotation marks. They also call him an artist in quotation marks. You think they might have dropped it by now? It's not really a big issue. Mm. No, but, yeah, they still have a go at him. What's, uh, What's he done now? He's doing another secret gig for the International Arts Festival in October. And then they say most of some of his fans think he's more suited to being a human installation with a lampshade over his head. Right. I think all of this is because he came on the show and he he said all that stuff, mm, yeah. and then they reported it in the paper. But did you notice when they reported it in the paper, they left out the bit that he said about one of the women from the column being uh, spotted pashing a. It's very true. A uh, overseas comedian. Yeah, I'm not sure they're too keen on that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling that is the reason they're going on with yeah, it. it might be. I think might just uh, be. Mr. Kitson may have struck a nerve. A wonderful rant, Pat, and thank you for doing it from uh, some sort of chamber. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is bearded? Ed Cavalier. <laughs> Finally, Clayton, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you going? Excellent. What would you like to have a rant about? Mate, our old favourite telemarketers. Oh, oh, what have they done? They've stopped calling? Champions, no, the champions last week from Telstra rang me and offered to make my home phone cheaper. But the problem is, I don't have a home phone. They rang me on my mobile. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, so wonderful they, research. So they're saying, at the moment, Clayton, you're paying $0 for a home phone. <laughs> what if we could offer you the same service for $40 a month? <laughs> well, he, 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 I complained about people ringing up, and I said, if I want a service, I'll go on the internet or go out and get it, not 
deal with over the phone. Exactly. And he said, well, you could just not talk to me. So I sat the phone down. What, and just let mm. him talk to himself? Yeah. Just yeah. So, so he not only lost a sale, he used our money, our taxpayer money for Telstra. Brilliant. And uh, call. probably running up a bill at his end as well. Yeah, yeah. So I should have told him to hang up. It would have made his job cheaper. Well, that's <laughs> the way to deal with them. Nicely done, Thanks, Clayton. Beautiful. See ya. Who else deserves to die horribly under the broadsword of justice, Ed Cavalier? That's all the hate we've got time <laughs> That's for, all the Tone. Hate. Okay. Sorry about the half glass. Broadsword of the justice. Half glass spoke at the beginning. I think I might have confused him and he may have no, hung I up think, and discussed. Uh, we all and did. he was really nice to us, too. He was a lovely guy. I'm sorry about sorry, that. Sorry, Pat. I was but a, we did love that. I was attempting to fashion a joke from yeah, uh, inadequate building materials. All oh, right. <laughs> I apologise. Hey, in the next hour... Let's you class know, this up a bit. We've been ranting on about Channel 9 and what they've done wrong. Yep. We've got a man who works there. He's worked there, I think, longer than any other employee. He's the soul of the network. How has he managed to avoid a boning? <laughs> Unboned. Oh, no, I think he has been boned and then unboned. Unboned. And then boned again and then unboned several times over the last 50 years. It's Pete Smith. Get this. People want ducks. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Cause I can if I don't because I wanna It's the second hour of Get This Be ignored by the step and the board Because I'm gonna And fumbling for the headphone volume switch <laughs> It's Pete Yeah, I'm an old-fashioned guy I can remember when we had that wasn't just a uh, you know a wind down for the cans. It was a uh, it was called a potentiometer. Really? Oh. Yeah. The techs are now. Oh, look at them all sparking their eyes up out yes. there. The techs, you know, the guys who climb the mast. The roadies. Yeah, we love them. They are. Of... They're radio equivalents of roadies. We've mm. got a potentiometer corner coming up later in the show. <laughs> That'll though. suit me fine. <laughs> That's Thanks, right. For coming in. Thanks. Mind if I dust all the dust off? You I know, would. From, from years of vaudeville and well, burlesque. And I believe it's no, coming back. Burlesque. Leave it on. We love a bit of yeah. vaudeville here. Yeah. Well, I used to, my first girlfriend was a fan dancer. Really? You know, now, yeah, yeah, you've got to lay it out. Fan <laughs> dancing, all right, it's old-fashioned. Now I agree. But in those days, back in the 30s and 40s and 50s, yeah. it was a very artistic thing and very, you know, rather risque fan dancing with beautiful feather boas, you know, strategically placed with nothing on underneath. And, of course, the way you work the fans, the girls work the fans, you never saw anything, but you thought you would see something. Oh, and the yeah. expectation was amazing. <laughs> and, unfortunately, this girlfriend, she got a bit too smart. She wanted to modernise the act. She used an electric fan. Wait, oh, it was, oh, oh I, dear, what a right. mess. Dear, oh, the okay. silly girl. We told him to leave the vaudeville in. <laughs> no. Have no, so. you been to fandancing.com, Pete? Oh, ours are very near blue, just safe for work entertainment. Lovely. Uh, 18 years I work out we've been abusing your services. Is it 18 years? 18 years. Gee, you must have just been out of the cradle. Is there anything we haven't had you do? I think we had you doing... Uh, uh, Jim Morrison's uh, obscene poetry. We push you down a water slide in a tuxedo. You were chased out of a brothel with a dwarf in something we did. Yes, I was uh, in a waxworks at one stage, and I was even without my clothes on somewhere. I see. Yeah, we oh, might yeah. have a bit. I think I've got a clip of that today. You have? She. That is sizzle. Sizzle. Here, get this. <laughs> We will. Thank you, Billy Idol, to be a lover here around the nation on Triple M. It's Get This. They're calling it Boghenge. No, they're not. That's mystifying. It's Get This. One bizarre brew. That makes no sense at all. 
It's get this. Oh, no, it's not, says Labour. Can you just stop it? <laughs> Is that monkey that we sacked a couple of years ago come back, Richard? My bad. Sorry, well, Tony. We need some professionalism in here. Let's bring in Pete Smith. <laughs> <laughs> the old theme, eh? Uh, there it is. 21 years of that, you know? 21 years of responding to those syndromes. Pete, <laughs> <laughs> we've got you in here, well, because we just love having you in for a natter, because the listeners have demanded it, but also, there's this book out at the moment, Who Killed Channel 9? I think it's still in the shops. Word R is uh, it's going to be pulp. That's the talk I'm hearing. I was down in a little seaside resort not far out of town at the weekend in a little news agency where you wouldn't expect to find much, you know, in the way of new releases and you couldn't climb over the copies. Is that right? In the afternoon, half had gone. Oh. So it's really creating a bit of attention in seaside resorts. Now, are you the longest serving employee at the Nine Network? Would that be true? In Melbourne... Yeah, I'm uh, not in, including... Down, down in Melbourne, I am. Yeah. But up in Sydney, I think there are others that have been there longer. Yeah, I'm not counting puppets. Those guys who jump on the mast I spoke about. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that lot. Yeah, no puppets. All right. Uh, so yeah, so what does that make me? Well, I guess that makes you some kind of authority. That's what... Well, as far as this show's concerned. Mm, absolutely. Uh, what is the feeling on the ground at nine at the moment? I think it's just a matter of interest about reading the book, obviously. Oh. I think everybody is... Almost bought a copy of the book that I can lay my fingers on, yeah. Have you gone to the back and looked up Smith, oh, Smith, comma, P? I don't bother doing that anymore. <laughs> it's, it's never there. <laughs> it's really? Nev- no, it's never there. I noticed no. you didn't show up in the uh, in the King, the uh, telly movie about mm, Graham Kennedy. I think it might have hit the cutting room floor. I was mentioned, I was credited yes. as a script consultant yeah. on that. And what did you do there? I never saw the script. Okay. Mm. Mm. But I gave him a few leads and a few bits and pieces about... Now, if you but so nothing nothing licentious, of course, because we were mates, Graham and I, and yeah. Bert, we we're all a big, happy family. I know that's a cliche, but it was absolutely true. That, never, how do you think we lasted so long? Yeah, yeah, and what did you think of the movie? Did you watch it? I thought the movie was... Yes, I watched the movie, and uh, this is the first time I've been asked that on here. Okay. Uh, yeah, I thought they did a terrific job. I mean, there are a million and one treatments you can do on the thing. Yeah. I thought they did a good job. 19 days shoot or something. It was a miracle. It, it was. It looked it, so good. Curry did a brilliant job. Oh, Stephen Curry was... I don't think you could have done the movie without Stephen. No. Stephen's performance. And uh, the, the young fellow who played Bert, I thought he was yeah. good too. But at the same time, I've noticed whenever there is a movie about a real-life comedian, and if you, you can think of the Peter Sellers one mm. with Jeffrey Rush, you can go back to the one about Buster Keaton... I I know what Donald you're O'Connor, say. the one about Andy Kaufman with Jim Carrey. It's the same movie every time. The sad clown. Mm. Oh, the laughs out the front, but behind the scenes, no tears before bedtime. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you talk, you can turn it into a laugh fest, but the the real action is behind the scenes. Yes. When uh, the lights go down, the curtain comes down. Mm. That's where the real action starts. That's where the drama begins, and that's why they focus on it, I suppose, every time. What would it be, have been a scene that you would have liked to have seen in that telly movie? Uh. I would have liked to have seen Didn't Graham the sequence where Graham is given a brand new caravan. Yes, yeah, that's Because right. it was an du- era of caravan, but let's face it, it was an old soup factory, Channel 9, so they didn't have the room. They had a beautiful new studio they built for him, but they didn't have the room for dressing rooms and things. So the, the stars, Bert and Graham and so forth, Tommy Hanlon Jr., yes. they all had caravans on the back lot. They gave Graham this enormous new caravan. And they asked him only one thing. They said, it's beautiful, it's got everything in it, you know, the whole thing. But the only thing we haven't got, Graham, it's not plumbed. You can't use the toilet. You'll have to come up to the main dressing room to use the toilet. Right. Now, you never told Graham what to do. 
because mm. if you gave him an instruction, he went the opposite way. Oh, dear. It took three weeks, I think. Oh, one day short of three weeks for Graham to be exposed as doing his business in an unplumbed toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and a friend of mine who was the house manager looking after the cleaners and everything had to do what he wouldn't ask his staff to do, go down and uh, dispose of it. So he rang the company and said, what do I do to undo the hooks, to, you know, to undo the, mm. the, the, the wheels and God knows what? And they sent him out some instructions, faxed it out. There were faxes in those mm. days. Yes. It was a revolution. And he went down there with these big spanners, mm. crawled underneath, had quite a few buckets and things because he knew <laughs> it was going to be unpleasant. But unfortunately, one of the O-rings was a reverse twist on it. Oh, dear. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't pleasant, that It's a guy. new take on that the old pioneer. Nobody went near that guy for three weeks. Uh, yeah. Mm. What is it, a new no. take on? It's a very new take on the old pie-in-the-face gag. <laughs> it is. It is, yes. And Graham had the last laugh on that. Well, it's got a at least it has a tag. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry to do shit no. tags on radio at this time, especially <laughs> yeah. at lunchtime, well, We folks. normally wait till Friday, but fine, <laughs> we love it. Hey, what about, but hang on, so you're saying that even there, uh, Graham Kennedy was a comedy pioneer, because I think that was in the first Jackass movie, it wasn't was, it? Yeah. <laughs> there was a fair really? bit of unplumbed toilet yeah. work. Well, they must have pinched it from Graham. It was one long, unplumbed toilet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough about uh, the king. What about some of Pete's early work? Mm. What about the time you were locked out of your hotel room oh, in the nude at the Logies? Let's get to that next. It's Rob Thomas, Little Wonders here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. P. Smith is here. Rob, he made a million dollars, you know, just tuning up. <laughs> Fantastic, that guy. <laughs> Fantastic. Did you play, uh, I think you told me once, Pete, that you basically invented the rock video here in Australia. Not invented, but... Well, uh, absolutely. When we were doing the little hit parade on a Saturday afternoon on the sports show, we had nothing to play, so they mm. used to do sports results typed on lavatory paper and roll it in front of the camera. Wow. And, and they said, oh, we want you to introduce the ten top tunes and we'll run the sports results. And I said, oh, that's okay. Well, after a few weeks, got you know, we ran out of sports results for every every break in between the pop numbers. So I said, well, wait on, we'll show... We'll have some, uh, you know, flip cards with the stars. And I just flip used to cards. flip cards, and that's what came in because we used to physically flip the cardboard with the pictures on it. With of, the pictures, with the with the photos, and and you know, <laughs> cut out of magazines. Never mind the copyright, you know. Now what flip cards? Would you remember what year that would have been? Pete? Yeah, it was 1962, 63. 62. Because when was the first rock video? You often hear the Beatles, I think, uh, credited. Right, no well, the first ones that we used to run were clips given to us from the movie companies, like Blue Hawaii with Elvis oh, Presley yeah, or yeah, Wooden Heart, they give you the little clip and it'll be wooden. black and white clip. Very. <laughs> but they were the uh, they were the first really. They didn't know it at the time. Well, they were the first video clips. That's good enough for us. I'm saying, P. Smith, the original Spike Jones, brilliant. The original oh. Michel Gondry. Some of your early Daft Punk work, Pete, is yeah. just. Yeah, but when you say Spike Jones, you mean Spike Jones. But when I think of Spike Jones, <laughs> yeah. I think of the city slickers. <laughs> You're you thinking know, of an insane man right. with a lot of xylophones exactly. from the you previous do, era. You could do worse than play one of those. At least they finish together. <laughs> but like some of your acts. <laughs> Some of the music on this station. <laughs> oh, don't go the music. We're very respectful of the music here. We won't hear a word against it. Well, I want to hear a bassoon solo before I leave today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what we can do. See how the bassoon solos are testing with the demographic. Uh, what else is going on down there at nine? I have to say, I was uh, witness to a pilot that was shot at Channel 9, maybe last year, maybe a little... Uh, further back, it was a pilot involving Mar uh, Marty Sheargold and Fifi Box from mm. the Shebang. Quizmania? 
No, it wasn't. It wasn't in the Quizmania format. Maybe that was okay. the problem. I have to say, it was a really good pilot, an excellent pilot, and uh, nothing happened. Nothing, nothing happened. happened. You can't shed any. I'm not even sure if I should be talking about this, but it was yeah, a really good show. Let me make a few inquiries and get back to you on uh, another guest segment up the track. I mean, Fifi I know Bo- it sounds good. What, what they Box do? is blonde, mm. and let's not deny it. Has large breasts. There you go. I mean, I would have thought that would have got on the Nine Network, Pete. Well, it helps. I think it would get on any network, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I remember you. I saw her down there once in the canteen. She turned around, but he knocked me out. Oh, look. Steady. Oh, look, you can talk, Pete Smith, because I remember at the Logies a few years ago, there was... Uh, what was that uh, incident? Remember? It was reported in all the papers. It was probably maybe a decade ago mm. where a celebrity, I think a nine celebrity, was locked out of their hotel room in the nutty. Do you remember who it was? I don't know. Don't say Laurie Oaks. That wasn't Laurie Oaks. I remember it happening. It actually happened and a very prominent personality at the time. Uh, Well, I think we may have claimed on uh, Martin Malloy that, uh, in fact, it was you and I've got a recording. I think Mick is actually in this and I think uh, Glenn Ridge might do an appearance. Uh, Glenn Ridge, the uh, the, uh, host of Sale of the Century. Who's Glenn Ridge these days? What's he up to? Uh, Glenn's making uh, independent productions, boat shows and car shows. It's gone edgy. He has. (laughs) Indie work. He has. Showing up... uh, I don't know, Reservoir Dog style. Yeah. Okay, I don't know what Glenn's up to, but here's what you were up to a decade ago. Oh, oh bloody hell. What time is it? Oh, oh for Bert's sake, where's that phone? Ow! Oh, why can't they put the light switch in the obvious place? Now, where's that bloody phone? Can't see a thing. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I'm completely stuck, except for... Oh, thank God I'm still wearing the bow tie. Now... Oh, no. Ah, yeah, hey, please. Mick, I, um... Hey, hey, hey. You should go downstairs. Everyone's still up. They're playing movie... Title charades. John Law's got up to do one, and before he even reached the stage, I yelled out, Dead Man Walking! <laughs> and one of me, Trey. Uh, hang on. What's going on here? What's the matter? Haven't you ever seen a grown voiceover man naked before? Yeah, but whose room are you trying to get into? It's, um, it's Elle McPherson. She ordered me scrubbed and sent to her room. Yeah? Well, why isn't she coming out? Oi! Hell! Remember me? It's your first husband! Oh, shh! Mick! I'm... Oh, no! Gotta run! All right, Pete. I'll get a father, mate. Oh, this is a disaster. I've got to try and sneak down to reception and get a towel or something. Don't forget Sale of the Century's Nude Celebrity Week. <laughs> oh, no, it's stopping again. Oh, g'day, Pete. Oh, Tone, thank God. Can I borrow that? Uh, sure. I love the Australian. Yeah, I can see that. Wow. You must really love the Australian. <laughs> oh, now, where's that for you? 
So who wants to try... Uh, hey, look, everyone, it's Pete Smith. Um, good evening. Pete, care to have a go at a movie title charade? Well, actually, I'm... Here, let me take that paper. <gasps> um, is the answer Anaconda? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Dear, oh dear, Pete. <laughs> what were you up to? <laughs> oh, that, oh, I'm in a cold sweat already. Well, you oh, know. Thinking, I don't even remember that sketch. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things you don't remember. <laughs> no. And we've got them all on file. We're looking for ideas that you can take back to nine, because obviously you're getting a bit of uh, bad press with this book. Mm. We're going to oh. turn things around, Pete. I'm glad to hear it. Show me what you've got. Well, the listeners, they'll come good next. Get this. A con job so brazen and so low, it takes your breath away. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. It's Sorry, Pete, I'm just, uh, in case some of the ad breaks are still going in various states, it's good. Yeah, that's good, that's good. <laughs> Around the nation. Good. Takes up that delay. Are you on delay, incidentally, in case any expletives hit the air? We are, I think, yeah. yeah. But, you know, if you really think about it, it would have been used about seven times already. I think oh, you would have oh, set it off oh, yes. early. Yes, that's right, of course. But, yes. uh, no. Forgive me for that, will you? But, uh, no. What about Channel 9? word fertiliser instead of shed. <laughs> sorry. Or even manure would have been more acceptable. I'm sorry. Well, that's what I like is that, you know, when you watch that Graham Kennedy movie, The King, it opens with his famous uh, crow call incident. Mm. And you go, that was like, a, that was a massive controversy, wasn't it, in in the early 70s? Well, yeah, or not? Is the, that sort well, of hammed up? The thing up? is that Mike McCall Jones recalls this. The crow call, it just didn't happen one night. Right. Graham was doing bird calls to put, uh, you know, the commercial presenters, Rosemary Morgan, and people doing live commercials on the show. He was doing those to put them off for 18 months, two years. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But what I love is, is that's now a joke in Shrek for kids. Oh, is it? Really? Well, it is. Times have changed. I'm Lord Farquaad. Oh, my goodness. Hello. Oh, my goodness. Oh, right. <laughs> Don't call in. It's in a children's oh, movie. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes. Right over their head, hopefully. It's mm. essentially the same joke, and mm. it's now PG. Mm. Uh, what can we do to revive the fortunes? And not that they need reviving, but just reverse things down at nine. There just seems to be a lot of bad press down well, there at the I moment. I don't know about that. I don't get that atmosphere down there walking the corridors. It's still a bright and breezy place, and I think that the, the death, Mm. so-called, is greatly exaggerated. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's more of a media phenomenon. Oh, it's a perception thing. Well, what can we do to change that perception? Ed Cavalier's been pitching the return of It's a Knockout. Now, I think that was a Channel 10 show, or obviously oh, yeah, was. Channel O is where I used to watch mm. it in Brisbane. I thought it was Seven with the pool, the swimming pool. That, that was they man, now oh, man. over for dancing. Nah, man, oh, man. Man, oh, man. Man, oh, man. No, you're... Home of the remember the main event with oh, Larry oh, yeah. It's like the biggest game show set in history. You can see that from the moon. Incredible. <laughs> but we're saying, what can Nine do to reverse this perception? All what right. do you got for us, Ed? Okay. You know the uh, have you seen Girls Gone Wild, Pete? No. All right. Uh, Describe it. Okay. So when can you put me in touch with them? No. <laughs> can do. Hey, got the internet. Well, well, the idea is that uh, we take some girls to spring break in America, or is this a, a sort of a beer? Fueled sort of crazy mayhem, mm. and then people kind of expose themselves to camera. And it's very popular in America and, and in here as well. Right. So I was thinking, the, 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 like the Packers' wedding wasn't very interesting. We could, what they should have done is Packers' wedding gone wild. Now that would have been incredible. <laughs> See, there you've got Eddie Maguire putting his manhood in the desserts. That's good footage. Alan Jones waving his flag at the groom. Wonderful. <laughs> at the drop of a hat. Wonderful stuff. <laughs> 
I mean, the kids are... The kids have been buying the DVDs for years. It's right, hard to find a place to do the commercial break <laughs> from what you're describing there, Ed. Packers <laughs> wedding gone wild and, of course, the naughtiest home video. Every time we do this... Uh, Pete, it's, it's, Pete, Pete, have you ever seen the full-length naughtiest home videos? It must be in the archives somewhere at nine. Oh, the one that was done by our disc jockey friend. Yeah, Doug yeah. Mulray. The one that was taken off the air. Yeah. And Doug was a uh, third of the way through. Every yeah. time we do, like, a phone-in like this people call up saying you've got to play it. And and the view seems to be that the public would be ready for it now. We're I ready. Think, I think everybody would be ripe for it. Let me take that idea back. <laughs> there you, you go. Two, uh, fantastic. fantastic. Other ideas, Thank Mr. Marsland? This is going to sound crazy, but bring back Sheffield Shield. <laughs> That's a great idea. Because there was Sheffield Shield coverage back in the 80s uh, on Channel 9 for about nine or ten hours a day, mm. as far as I can recall. <laughs> mm. And I think I think that maybe daytime television is, is all the more poorer for it. Are you desperate to see Wade Seckham swinging the willow for Queensland, are Yes, you? I want to see Tim Zura come back. <laughs> desperate to, to hear tiny smatterings yeah. of off-mic applause. <laughs> Sheffield Shield, rock the house. I, I once went that. to a game of Sheffield Shield and we were in the grandstand and there were four of us in the whole mm. grandstand, but there was still one of those guys walking up and down with the drinks. Drinks! <laughs> drinks. And I know it still happens. It's still a wonderful competition, but it it's is. not broadcast It's a anymore. wonderful competition. What about just for one night? Just for one night, Channel 9 run in prime time all of the shows they normally run on the midnight to dawn that are really good that people love and eventually watch on DVD like The Sopranos, like Curb Your Enthusiasm, like The Wire, like the ones that they've had to even give away, like Big Love. Mm. Why not just do that? You know, because people, the reason they don't is because there's this view among TV programmers that the public are idiots. Yep. And that somehow that would be too intellectual for them. Anything higher than Jamie Jury, they're just not going to get it. And yet the public proved them wrong with Arrested Development. You know it. Which they, well, which was a seven uh, debacle. Mm -hmm. You know, pissed away at midnight. Mm. Now you can get it at Coles. Mm. People aren't as dumb as people say they Absolutely are. Absolutely not. What about that for an idea? Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, so many American hits don't make it here. They won't work. They don't work. And, and you know, nine of yeah. way back, Hill Street Blues, what a classic series. Yes. Never worked in Australia. No. They placed it everywhere they could. What about if you just everywhere. run them full frame, but then down in one corner, just a box with some norms? Oh, well, you see, there <laughs> you go. So you're going, okay, there's six feet under. Oh, I'm losing interest in the uh, Tangled narrative. Check them out in the corner. Wooga. Multicasting, it's coming. You're already talking future right now. That's what's going to happen with it's, the digital. Oh, okay. It'll allow you to put two, you know, two pictures on the screen at one time, and yes. it's already happening on the cable. All right. You can well. press that red button and get your uh, boobs or whatever you like. <laughs> you know? Dial up some boobs. Across that, look how many how phone calls have just dropped off. I think a lot of people were calling up with boob suggestions. Exact, uh, what do you want to see on the Nine Network to reverse the perception that somebody's killed it? Mm. Give us a call one triple three five three. That's Queen. Here we get this. Another one bites the dust. It's Triple M around the nation. Pete Smith is with us, lending a touch of class and professionalism. Uh, of course, one of the many voices down at Channel 9. What are some new ideas for the Nine Network? Who's got one, Ed? Brad, are you there? Yeah, hi, mate. How are you, Ed? Excellent, mate. Uh, Tony, Richard, Pete. G'day, Brad. Howdy. What are we going to... Um, I reckon uh, Jeremy Sims' uh, backside chances. <laughs> well, bring it back. Dust off the buttocks. And bring it I back. Yeah, bring it back. Just bring chances back. It was a fantastic show. Every cameraman in the building wanted to be on that show. <laughs> <laughs> Every cameraman. And what do you remember about it? I mean, it started out with a fair bit of nude work, but by the end it was just crazy. There was a vampire running around, wasn't there? 
I was going. No, I know Harry from the Sullivans was on ecstasy. Um, <laughs> and, Is that uh, in the show? Related story yeah, on, on the show. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, it was getting really, really stupid. I just preferred the um, all the rooting and stuff. Like it was getting, just getting uh, ridiculous uh, later on. Fair Fantastic. Enough. So that was all that banging noise in Studio One. For God's sake. <laughs> Yeah, well, okay, that's a good Thanks idea. Call, I'd, I'd like to see you promoting that. Don't forget all the rooting and stuff you need <laughs> later on on Chances. Hi, Kim, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Excellent. What do I need to bring back? I reckon, I don't know if anyone remembers, Denton had a show on years ago called The House from Hell. Yes! yes. Now, this was way before oh, Big mate, Brother, this, wasn't it? This show was better than Big Brother. Mm. And, and uh, I'm a Big Brother fan. I think this oh, was actually okay. on the 10 Network as well, wasn't yeah, it? 10 Network. Oh, it was on the what? 10. Channel 10 had that. I think it might have been, and they also did it sort of, they were in cahoots with a radio station, if I remember rightly. Triple M. And they could still go to work and do their normal stuff, but they were, like, locked in on weekends, and they they were living, like, on conditions. They had, like, the black day, where they had to eat burnt sausages and, (laughs) and olives and black foods. It was just the funniest show. And it, was, it wasn't it was a hit, but it was essentially an early version of Big Brother, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, it was better than Big Brother. Wow. Yeah, because it was nastier. That's what I like. Like, they <laughs> yeah. put them all... Like, in Big Brother, you can just sit around getting a tan, discussing how yeah. hot you are. But <laughs> yeah, in the house... No, that was good. Nastier. I, Is that I possible? I remember there was a hippie that used to give um, one of the girls a hard time because when she'd get all upset, they'd tell her to go and have a bong and settle down. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Into the bong room. Bring back hippies. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, Pete. I mean, did, uh, you know, when back in the... Uh, 60s when you were hosting Fancy Free. <laughs> was there any kind of, uh, you know, did anyone imagine what television would become like Big Brother? Was there Nobody any- realised it at all. Nobody realised it would even burst into colour, for God's sake, back yeah. in those days. No. When you guys were giving away cartons of cigarettes as prizes Absolutely. to families. Car- cartons of cigarettes. And I saw an old Sale of the Century clip where, you know, the uh, fame game and the three of them, you know, and the camera pans from one to the other and the three contestants are there concentrating with their hands on the buzzer. And this guy, and I don't know, it must have been 1980 or something when the yeah. thing first started. And this guy, and it wasn't a gag, but it was the most hilarious sequence. The camera's panning along and here's this guy in the middle, this fat guy, and he's got one hand on the buzzer and a fag in his mouth <laughs> going, and I, oh, yeah. I, I mean, that's the way it was. I know. I think the you barrel know. girl was shooting up. It was a different time. No fags allowed in the studio <laughs> now, I can a, tell you that. It was hey, an earlier hey. age. Who else has got an idea, Ed? Hey, Mike, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you guys? Well, mate, we're excellent. What can they do? They can bring out marathons. Oh, yeah. What are you thinking? Um, Just, like, well, there's going to be hundreds of old sitcoms they've got the rights to. Um, Bob Morrison? Back when they were good. <laughs> You know, the early seasons are happy days and... Oh, yeah. Yes. Now, this, this happens a lot on your Foxtel, but uh, you don't often see the 24-hour marathon. Not anymore. Yeah. Mm. What sort of show... What would you like to see, your ultimate marathon show? It'd probably be the second season of Happy Days. Oh, now, Ed, you're not a fan of Happy Days, are you? Uh, let me guess, Mike. Uh, Chachi couldn't get a girl to go <laughs> steady with him, so Fonzie took him into the toilets for 20 minutes and they came out with an answer. Is that about right? I do think Chachi was in the second no, season. No, oh, an aficionado. Like sixth Ooh. season, something no, like whatever. that. Whatever. When Fonzie got <laughs> too old. Well, some great ideas here. <laughs> what about the 24-hour telethon? I used to remember the telethons used to go for a long time. You'd go to sleep uh, at 9.30 at night as a kid, and then you'd wake up at 5. And, and Philip Brady would still, still be in the seat. Still yeah. be singing. But he'd be, have a Unabomber-style beard look a bit of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and weren't the guests, wouldn't they get sort of uh, drunker and drunker as the later we no, got No, no, no. No, of no, course no, not. Def, definitely yeah, not. There was no liquor allowed in those two, 
dare I? How dare I? Not yes, such a thing. Thing. All right, let's. Uh, we've got a lot of callers with a okay. lot of ideas. Uh, let's, have let's keep them on hold. We'll have a song. We'll meet them next. on get this. Oh, it's get this around the nation. I think that was uh, good, Charlotte. The best yes. Charlotte there is. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Number, isn't it? Yeah. And thankfully the dance floor now has an anthem. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's about time. Too long. Uh, we've got Pete Smith with us, and that's always a treat. Listeners have been calling up with suggestions for the Nine Network because obviously you're getting a bit of bad press mm. from this uh, book. Who it's have we only got a on perception. The... Yes, it's perception. That's all it is. Hi, Joel. Hi, how you going? <laughs> Excellent, mate. Uh, what can they do? Uh, mate, there's a bit of story to mind, but two weeks ago I was at a pub in Brisbane and I saw a live event, and it was actually professional pillow fighting called Prof- PFL. Professional pillow fighting. Now, yeah. what uh, what were the rules? Was it sort of greasy pole action or standing no, no, upright? This was pretty full on, and I actually sort of looked into it a bit after the night because it was pretty fun, and um, it's huge in America. And it's what, on ESPN, so apparently, every week. What are the participants doing? Are they, what are they dressed in? Uh... Remember Gladiators? Yes. <laughs> I think uniforms similar to that. Only, it was only females, mm. um, but, boy, they let rip. <laughs> What's the prize? Sorry? What, what do they get as a prize? Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, it doesn't I, matter. I, 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 I didn't really need to know many details. It was just pretty good to watch, basically. Okay. So. Fair enough. Very prime much. time pillow fighting. Very visual medium. There's, I think on Fox, if you, you've just got Foxtel now. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, I woke up this morning and there was a Barry Manilow concert on. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> yeah, wrong. And you're, you, and you're guy, paying for that? Hang <laughs> on, what, what were you saying there, Joel? Uh, the guy, when he said chances, it made me think Alvin Purple. Yes. Mm-hmm. Alvin Purple and, of course, uh, Alvin rides again. Mm. You put them on in prime time. Is this, uh, you know, stuff that could work, Pete? Oh, look, I'm making all these notes. Believe me, I'm... <laughs> Going back with my head swollen with ideas. There, Wonderful. Thank on, you so much. On Foxtel, there is some sort of show where it's uh, wrestling and baked beans, isn't it, uh, oh, Mr. Marson? I'm not, no, I'm not, I don't know. I know they have like the extreme, they have like extreme sports sort of corner mm-hmm. where they have like very strange sports from around the world, not necessarily What do you mean? Like like rhino fighting? Like just tug Man of wars. Rhino. And, yeah, tug of wars. Cheese roll. Yeah, the hand scissor, the scissor rock What, paper. what is that mime? Yeah, I don't know. You don't want to see Some that sort mime. Of Turkish grip. That's right. not going to be on the website. <laughs> oh, thanks to digital. Uh, th- finally, <laughs> hello, Paul. How are you? G'day, guys. How are you going? Good, thanks. What should they do? Now, this is serious. I reckon we should um, have a quiz game show about movies, and I reckon Tony should host it. Oh, Nerdsville. Nerdsville City Limits. See, Paul, but uh, if Tony gets to write the questions, we may go the long. We may go for nine months of this program, not one person ever getting one question <laughs> right, and Tony just getting more and more frustrated, saying, come on, people, City Slickers 2, third assistant director. It's easy. Uh, don't go and slinging off at Tony. He's a well, movie buff. I have you know he loves anything that moves on a sheet. (laughs) Excuse the expression. Here's what happens about three or four times a year, and this has happened for probably the last fifteen years. Someone calls me up and goes, "Hey, why don't you host a movie show on the TV? Mm. It'd be great, and you could say what you want about movies." And I agree with Paul. I think it would be great, Tony. But what always happens is you pitch a show like that, Mm. and of course, when you say that you're going to be honest about what the movies are like the film companies all get together and go, we're well, not going to get any clips then. Uh, we're not going to let you have any clips. So what happens is, cut from, it's going to be edgy and different and we're going to say what we reckon. And then you cut to the show and it's Antonia Kidman on the red carpet going, we're here at the premiere of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, we're here at Norbert, <laughs> the funniest movie I've seen this year. That's yeah, always how it enough. plays out. All right. So you'd have to do it like footy show style with no 
you oh, know, Fatty Vaughan in a G-string. No, remember, wasn't the thing with the footy show they didn't have the clips from the footy? Oh, originally? that's right. Well, that's the whole success of the footy show. They Maybe didn't have the clips. And just they haven't got them now, and it's still as big as ever. Yeah. Maybe the way to go is just to reenact the clips from the film. Now we're getting Maybe somewhere. Maybe you could do that. Now we're being or interesting. What about some just stills on flip cards? There you go. P. Smith style. And a water wheel. That would look quite good. A just water wheel? <laughs> a flip book with Absolutely. stills cut out. Absolutely. <laughs> the water wheel. A waterfall. We've got a waterfall as well. We've got uh, babbling brooks. <laughs> well, Paul, thanks for your idea. Thanks for your interest. Thanks to everyone who called. We've got one more song and then we'll wind things up in a moment. I'll get this. There'd be no doubt it's my life here at Get This on Triple M. Get a it's copy of that. Yeah, Pete Smith, what were you saying he off mic? Great me. music. Most interesting story in the world about uh, how the, the flip cards, obviously, <laughs> and then uh, how the, the Graham Kennedy's show was recorded to, to send over to the troops in Vietnam. It's we, a long story. Ask me back. We are going to have to get you back for a, uh, a six-week checkup, if that's all right, Please. Pete. You know it. Thanks for coming in. Obviously, you'd like to promote the Nine Network as a whole. Yeah. Good on you. Watch nine. It's fine. <laughs> and when will Fancy Free be coming back? That's what we're pushing for. <laughs> what a great show that was. Thanks for sitting in. I apologise to anyone following the show. We just had too many good callers with too many good ideas. They were great. And our key phrase today, well, it was something you requested, Pete. A bassoon solo. Uh, you never know what we'll play next. A triple M. This is dizzy stuff, folks. <laughs> We'll be back tomorrow with Bob Franklin. Yes, yes wheeled in in the Hannibal Lecter mask and hopefully he won't <laughs> drop the magic. It's all thanks to that 4x4 with the huge pulling power, the Nissan Navara.